So did you get any feedback from last week? Well, I, I got feedback from Lisa that last week's cold open was really, really long. Oh, well, we can fix that. Welcome to Talking to Todd, a weekly podcast with Dwayne Johnson and Todd Prince, where failure is always an option. Thanks for joining us. Hey, Todd. Hey, how's it going? Pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> How are you? Doing doing okay. I, I believe I believe this this may mark a first in the history of talking to Todd that we are broadcasting from two separate undisclosed locations. <laughs> so yeah. I mean, I was gonna say you're in the you're in an undisclosed location, but then it was like, no, you're in an undisclosed, not the undisclosed. So there's a difference. There is we are not we are not together. No, no. Because no. we have never in in over a year of doing this, we have never recorded in the same place. Correct. Yes. But anyway, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, just I I've always been skeptical. I'll just say I've always been skeptical about people that say, "Yeah, I just went into the I had to do a podcast or I had to do a recording or something. I just went into the closet." Well. If I sound a little different on this episode, it's because I'm recording in a closet. So we'll see how this goes. Right. And when you told me that you were going to be in a, in a, in a new location and you said, what do you think? I said, how good's the closet? <laughs> so, <laughs> it's, the, it's, it's, it's the best place to record outside of luxurious studios that we normally record in. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see how this, uh, little Chromebook mic works anyway. Uh, no guests this week, since we're kind of doing this on the fly, we are, um, recording on Tuesday this week because I'm on the road and you're going to go, are you going on the road this week again? Yes. Yep. Yep. We're going to be, ah. we're going to be doing some more, uh, more camping this weekend. So, um, we're going to be rolling the RV out and, um, uh, yeah, doing some early planning just to just to get you teed up for next week. Um, <laughs> what what I will say is the 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 wind forecast for the drive home is is higher than a I would like it to be at this point. So uh, again, um, either I'm going to have a good trip or we're going to have content next week. So we'll we'll see we'll see how that goes. So let's see uh, feedback follow up. Updates. Did you have ad- <laughs> did you have additional feedback from Lisa besides the lengthy cold open? No, that I mean that was that was the key piece that I, that sticks out in my head. Um, I, there was a longer version of that feedback, but but I've, I've I've kind of collapsed it down to the key point. So yeah, and I I did tell her I'm like, boy, if you thought that was long, you should have heard the 17 minutes of of uh, Europe Super League that we cut out of it. <laughs> You're kidding, right? Oh, I don't kid about that. <laughs> That's important stuff. Yeah. How about you? Any feedback? Um, I know there was some. 
because we listened in the car as we were running errands, but I didn't write anything down, so it must not have been, I don't know. Uh, and yeah, you know, I, I really didn't have anything else. Did you have any follow-up from last week? Do you have anything you need to clean up? Yeah. Yeah. As, as usual. Uh, so I, I went back and I listened, um, I listened to the, uh, I listened to the show and I listened, I went through the entire Apple event and I missed the most important part of the entire Apple event. Yeah, yeah, there's phones and computers and tracking and all sorts of stuff. The biggest news out of the entire event, however, was that they released the trailer for season two of Ted Lasso and announced a release date. So, yes, so we now know. So July 23rd is the release date for season two of Ted Lasso. So that's coming right up. Yeah, mark it on your calendars if you're if you wanna if you wanna watch it for the first time or the second time or for us I guess that'd be the third time. Um, you, you wanna you wanna schedule the wanna schedule the rewatch. Um, and there is a there is a uh, there is a trailer now that you can you can watch to see what's what's gonna be what's gonna be happening. Um, I I would say hi jinks hi jinks uh, continue and. Uh, at the end of the Apple event, if you watch all the way through and then it goes through credits, yes, there's credits on the Apple event. It literally scrolls through everything, talks about health and safety and that people wore masks and socially distance and stuff, blah, 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 blah. And then the last bit of it comes up and it says, uh, Ted's, uh, cookie recipe or biscuit recipe, you know, the recipe, you know, right? So, that comes up and the first half line of a recipe comes up and then the screen just goes black. Oh, <laughs> oh that's cruel. Yeah. Yeah. Now who watches an Apple event through the credits to see that geeks, nerds, whatever my people. So a bunch of people saw that. And took the the top of the first line of the recipe and tried to figure this out. Oh, what is this? And a developer um, who makes Widget Smith um, actually then figured out what the first line was and then ran a search against the web and found a shortbread recipe uh, from, that was published in the New York Times and said, this is the Ted Lasso recipe. And uh, I made some and they're excellent. Not, not to, not, 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 not to, not to rain on anybody's parade here. Right. You know, those are props, right? (laughs) Like, like those are, those are props. And somebody at Apple said, you know, it'd be funny is if we did this at the end, somebody grab the first line of a recipe (laughs) and they copied it in. And now people are trying to solve backwards to get the recipe um anyway that that 
That's how big of a deal, though. Let's put it this way. That's how big of a deal Ted Lasso is now, that at an Apple event where they launched a new phone, new computers, new iPads, all sorts of new stuff, they still threw an Easter egg in at the end, and it had nothing to do with technology. It had to do something with Ted Lasso, which is like, Apple, like, good on you. So anyway, um, that was the most important part. Oh, and by the way, they released some stuff. So anyway, clear the decks, uh, July 23rd. Oh, moving on. Um, Let's see. Uh, uh, Should we dip into Todd's tech corner here quick? Oh, sure. Yeah. Always. Right. (laughs) Why not? Yeah. Um, So the one of the the one thing that that Apple didn't announce last week that came out this week is there's new there's new software for everything on their their computers, the Apple TV, the HomePods. But iOS 14.5 is out after like seven months of beta. there are a couple of things. Uh, by the way, I would say if anybody sees it and wants to wait to upgrade, um, this thing has been in beta for literally three months. It's it's fine. Go ahead and upgrade. You don't need to wait. It's it's going to be perfectly fine. There are two really big features that people might find useful on this. Number one, this one should have probably come out a little sooner, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, good, good timing. Thanks, Apple. Really appreciate this now. Yeah. Um, so if you have if you have a if you have a new if you have an iPhone and an Apple Watch, um, you can now set it up that if you have an Apple phone, if you, sorry, if you have an iPhone with Face ID and an Apple Watch, you can unlock your phone while wearing a mask with Face ID and the fact that you're wearing your Apple Watch, which is handy. It would have been handier a year ago. <laughs> But, but you know, that's, it's, it's hard, right. It's difficult. Sure. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, you can, you can, you can use your face to unlock with your mask again, as long as you have, as long as you have an Apple watch. Um, so that one's out there. And then the other one, uh, <laughs> the, the other one in the realm of, um, uh, uh, billion dollar bi- billion multiple billion dollar corporations getting all pissy at each other uh in 14.5 apple has also turned on app tracking transparency so if an application wants to track you and i by the way i've i've come to the conclusion we need to stop talking calling this it's not tracking this is just corporate surveillance like they're just they they want to they want to they like they want to follow you around like with a guy with a trench coat and a binoculars and just write down everything you want to do. Anyway, that's fine. So you're you're saying the microchip that I got with a vaccine it isn't isn't doing the job. What I'm saying is it was totally unnecessary because we all have phones. <laughs> yeah. Um jeez. Oh, now we're not going to get that NIH grant. Okay. Uh so, so <laughs> So all Apple is doing with 14.5 is they said every app, if they want to track you across websites or other applications, they just have to ask your permission. They have to pop up a box and say, we want to track you across applications and websites. Will you allow us to do that? Facebook lost its collective damn mind and have said that this is going to be the end of small business in America as we know it. What? Because, yes, because without that data, small businesses can't target their ads 
to the right people and they can't afford big ad buys. And this is Apple taking shots at small businesses and it's really going to hurt them. Apple came back and said, we're not saying you can't and we're not saying that a user can't say yes. All we're saying is instead of doing it behind their back, you simply have to say, will you let me do this? And Facebook said, this is anti-competitive. You can't do this. Anyway, Facebook is really, 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 really mad that Apple is making people, is making Facebook, they're not stopping Facebook from doing anything. They're simply saying you have to ask, oh, and if the person says no, you actually, it will be honored. And Facebook's really, really, really unhappy. And then my, and my, again, I'm an Apple fan, but what I will tell you is anything generally that makes Facebook really, really mad when it comes to data privacy, the matter they get, the more you want to do that. And they are pissed at this, which makes me think this is really good. This must be a really good effective. idea. <laughs> yeah. 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 This must be, this must work because what it also says is, not only does it work, Facebook also believes that if they actually told people what they were doing, nobody will say yes. Nope. <laughs> Wait, we have to tell people what we're doing? Oh, nobody's going to sign up for this. Our entire business is under attack. Well, you remember the story that you told a couple of weeks ago about how Lisa bought something from Amazon and installed the app and the app said, hey, will you let me connect to everything in your house? And she said, Hello, and sent the thing back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it's that times like a billion. Yeah, for Facebook with for everything Facebook. you do. Yep. Yeah. And again, in that case with Lisa, Apple didn't say you can't do it. If Lisa wanted to, she could have said yes. It's her decision. It's just not the company's decision. And that that created some problems. Um, there's a few other things, by the way, in iOS 14.5. Um, you, you can now, this has been in ways for years and years and years, but you can now start crowdsourcing accidents in Apple Maps so you can report incidents. You can Welcome also party. Yep. You can also report where radar things are being run, um, you know, for safety. Um, the new pod, the new podcast app is out, um, that supports, uh, monthly membership fees. Oh, and Siri now has more Dude. voices. Yeah. Do does talking to Todd plan to start charging membership fees, subscription fees? Um, you know, we haven't run this past our CFO yet. I, I, my initial thought was I, I, I wouldn't pay for this content. So I'm not sure why we'd ask that from anybody else. Actually, technically we do pay for this we, content. <laughs> I got the pod bean bill. You, you got the Zencaster bill. So no, wait, we do yeah, pay for this. We, yeah. We're the Never only mind. ones paying for this content. All right. Good point. Yeah. 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 Oh, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta pay for my own podcast. So, <laughs> Yeah, I don't I don't think that going to a membership only uh a membership only feed is is probably in our future um on this. I mean I yeah, I, I think I think that's a that's a wise I don't think that's a wise business move. Yeah. Mostly because I just you know, if if all the revenue starts pouring in, um I don't want to have to call five one five, also CPA, to figure out how to report the uh, how to report the ta- the taxes correctly. So, yeah, you know what? It'll those just be guys easier. are worthless. I'm yeah. telling you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you do not. You do not want to take tax advice from them. So, anyway, uh, fourteen point five is out, and uh, yeah, uh, 
feel free to it, it it's 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 been it's been ready for a while so this one this one should be pretty good so did you uh did you hear oh wait oh so speaking of revenue i do yes. so instead of charging okay. for instead of charging for podcast uh membership i have another business opportunity for us <laughs> okay is this better than the last one no no <laughs> I mean, I can't. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I just I just come up with the ideas, right? Okay. So and and this is mostly the, I mean this very well could be. I mean this is this one makes about as much sense as the redesigning of the of the logo. Oh, as a matter of fact, this actually has to do with rectangles. I just realized that now. Okay, so so let me let me let me give you an insight into a business I had no idea about, but but then this is you'll understand where the business opportunity comes from. So at the end of uh, at the end of March, a company called uh, PSA, which is the Professional Sports Authenticator Company, said that they were no longer accepting any new sports cards for grading. Okay. So baseball card, football card, basketball card, right? The cardboard things, right? Right. Yep. Like I buy it for the bubble gum. Yeah. 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 Oh man. That is, it's like chewing balsa wood. Okay. So they announced that they were no longer, they were no longer accepting cards. And the thought was, wait, wait, what? So isn't this all you do? If you have a card and you want it graded so that you can then sell it and it can say that it's a nine or a 10 or it's premium and whatever, you go to a a grading company and PSA has most of the market. They do you do you want to get a do you want to take a guess? Do you want to take a guess as how many cards PSA received on a monthly basis? to grade oh i'm terrible at these games i know uh, that's why i ask i know <laughs> if, if you were good at it this wouldn't be funny <laughs> Five hundred thousand cards Ooh. okay okay so prior to november they were receiving about eighteen thousand cards a month okay okay so 18 they had they they every day they were receiving you know what they were receiving 800 cards or so a day to grade in february so that my wrote, number was my number was close for the year yeah you were right you 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 oh you oh was that's it? no no it it still wasn't never mind anyway and do some math um you were close for their two-year rate, two which is what you oh, that, oh which is what, what you heard, thinking. right? You, sure, you were yes, yes, yes. How, you thought yeah, I yeah. you thought I asked the standard question of what do you think that their biannual rate is, right? That's just the standard in the sports in the business. That's the way that you measure. Yeah, that's volume, how you right? that's how you measure volume. Of course, yeah, 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 yeah. That, You yeah, know what? That's you. on me. I should have been more clear. Okay, so, <laughs> so in November they were receiving eighteen thousand cards a month. By February, they were receiving 30,000 cards a month. And 
by the time in March, they were receiving, and here's where your number comes in, in March, they were receiving 500,000 cards every five days. They're receiving 100,000 cards a day to grade. So, because everybody and their brother is cleaning out their closet. I wonder what these are worth. I wonder what these are worth, right? Um, I, I, I don't know about you, but I have a closet full of baseball cards from when I was a kid that my mother almost threw away. The, the problem is, is that she needed to throw those away so that other people's cards would be worth more. <laughs> um. In January of 2020, they had 420 employees. They have doubled the number of employees through March, and they still can't handle um, everything uh, everything that they're doing. But what I mean, so do they charge to grade a card? Yes. Okay. They can charge. Okay, let's try this. <clears throat> In dollars, not pesos, not euros. Um, he's going to clarify these things now. Right. Um, how much, so, so it, it's, it's, it also works at a bulk rate. The more you send, the more they, they'll, they'll give you a bulk rate. Right. But if you sent a single card to PSA to have them graded, what would you think that a fee for that would be? Um, I don't know, uh, a, a buck 50. So they, they can charge north of a hundred dollars a card. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> let's say hypothetically that I have a, I don't know, Carmen fan zone baseball card. Ooh. Yeah. You know, those are in high demand cup. Great. Best number 23 ever. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so you're telling me that this card that we both think is probably worth at most a buck 79, they're going to charge me a hundred dollars. Well, and what they're going to tell you is they're not going to tell you for a hundred dollars. They're not going to tell you whether it's a worth a buck 79 or not. What they're going to tell you was whether it's in mint condition or not. So they're grading the, the quality of the card. They're not giving you a value. <laughs> so, so if you want them to grade your buck 79 card, uh, Carmen fan zone and you pay a hundred, but that's on you. They will tell you, yes, it's, it's a 10 and congratulations. It's still worth a buck 79. Now this is where things get wild. Maybe uh, this is myth, man. It might be worth a buck 85. Come on. You know what? I haven't, I haven't bought my copy of Beckett's recently to figure out what, what it's worth. Did you um, name your dog after that? Never mind. Sorry. Go no, ahead. Go no, on. No, no. Uh, nope, nope, nope. Something different altogether. Um, so, because that's insane, there is there is an entire second level, or there's an actual first level of people who will grade your card for you for a fee. 
to tell you whether or not it's probably worth having PSA or one of the other couple of companies that do this to have them officially do it. So you go, you yes. So you go to a guy, and you get a guy. You got a guy. I got a guy. You got a guy. I got a guy. You turn over all the cards. You pay him a fee. He then has a group of people that does like a pre grading where he thinks what PSA will actually grade it. You pay him, and then based on that, he can then send them on to the to the actual grading company, but because he's doing this for lots of people, he gets a bulk rate so he can get it at a better deal for you. So the article was about a guy that was doing this that is sitting on all of these cards that he is now taking a fee for, for doing the pre-grading, and he has no company to send these to to do the actual grading because PSA has said, we can't accept any more of those. So... And by the way, there are a couple of other companies that do this, including, I believe, Beckett's, which seems to be a conflict of interest. They grade them and tell you what they're, I don't, anyway. Um, According to this article in ESPN, however, um, those companies are getting overwhelmed and are also uh, in the process of stop taking in any more cards to grade. So here's what I'm hearing. It's $100 a card. There's a a hundred thousand cards a day market and nobody can grade them. I'm just saying, I I think, I I think we could come up with the, uh, the talking to Todd card grading service. And you know what? I hundred dollars. I mean, we, we could, I, we could probably do it for 50. I don't, you know, we could probably come up with some deals here. Um, (laughs) The, I'm looking at your face, and the problem is right now you're looking at this going. Actually, this may not be the worst idea you've ever had, Todd. That I can think of some really, really cheap warehouse space, and Des Moines is in the middle of the country. Yeah, yeah, right. Just please, for, for the love of God, don't send it via postal service. <laughs> if you know what's good for you, you'll FedEx that. Sh- so anyway, um, so I'm thinking that, uh, yeah, so, so, so PSA has shut down now Beckett's and SGC, the other two primary ones are also fearing that they're going to have to shut down, um, because, uh, because there's so much demand. Uh, so that just tells me, um, you know what we can, we can start this now. Do we know anything about grading cards? No, we don't. Um, hasn't stopped us before. I was going to say, there's an amazing amount of number of things that we don't know anything about that we have done. This is episode 61. So uh, <laughs> anyway. At one, oh. point, at one point, I didn't know anything about making pizzas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Me too. And I think, and I think you taught me. <laughs> oh, that's no good for anybody. I am pretty sure that my certification as a certified dough master has expired. I don't know if that was a lifetime thing or if that was like, I have to take continuing dough education credits. Anyway, that's a, that's a, that's for another story. What my thought though was, here's how we're going to do this though, Dwayne. You and I can't grade a hundred thousand cards a day, 
right? Like that's, I mean, we could, we could just say all of this in this pile. Yeah. What does it feel like to you? Eh, I'll give you like a nine, nine and a half. I don't know, whatever. Or we make up our own. We, we make up our own grading system um, because that's how you know it's good. And then we could trademark it. But what I'm thinking is we, we could certainly enlist the toddlers, right? Um, and we could just start farming these things out. Um, you know, we, we've, we've got people that could, that could, we, you know, we've got Greg is good at grading. Like that, he he's a professional. A- he's a professional. Oh, you know what? We just a hundred thousand cards a day. And we just subcontract Greg to do all the grading. <laughs> he doesn't have anything else to do this summer so far. As far as I know, he's not driving for Amazon yet. So, even if, I mean, even if he is, he could still grade and drive because I'm pretty sure that those are mostly self driving. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. We, <laughs> but let's not let, let's not let the educated idiots on, on in this one though, because, uh, because they, they, they probably, uh, they probably know some other people who, who could take this business. So we got to be careful. Well, they both have teaching certificates. They are also professional graders. Oh, that's true. Well, that's true. Yeah. Okay. This is coming together. I'll go get a domain name. Oh. You know, we have to start, we have to launch these businesses before we start talking about them on the air, before somebody else takes them and runs with them. We're doing this wrong. Wait, well, yes, because 13 years ago, we had a Toddcast. Where'd that get us? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, 14 now for the record. Oh, sweet. <sighs> All right. Um, oh, Speaking of, uh, okay, so, so, so transitioning now, speaking of money, apparently one of the recurring segments on this show is now talking about sports business. <laughs> Didn't we just do that for 10 minutes? Well, that, that's, that's, sports, that was sports business adjacent or sports adjacent business. Both true. Adjacent. Yeah, sports, yeah. sports adjacent business adjacent. This is now sports business. Uh, yeah. Did you see that the uh, did you see that the NFL is uh, and again this isn't sports this is sports business uh, stay stay with us here did you see that the NFL is now Lisa is, yeah <laughs> I wasn't going to go there but whatever okay so uh, <laughs> the NFL is now opening up the numbers uh, that players can have to a a, a bigger a, a bigger pool of numbers because it used to be that every position was limited to 20 specific numbers and now they're opening that up so that more players can have access to more numbers did you did you see that story i i did see that story so so the good news is players can now pick another numbers and the big deal is is that more players can have single digit numbers which i don't know i guess is a thing fine but there's a catch so there's always, there's always a catch. So if let's say, let's say you were a third year player, right? A popular player. Yep. Yep. Your Jersey is out there. Yeah. But you were really never a fan of that number and you wanted to now be number two. Yes. Um, is that a problem? Well, the more popular you the more popular you are, the bigger the problem this is. Yeah. <laughs> because according to the licensing agreement that the NFL Players Association's licensing 
subsidiary players inc or whatever signed with the official jersey supplier which happens to be fanatics anyway whatever if a player switches a number the player has to reimburse fanatics for every jersey that they have in stock that they have not sold and not only do they have to do that they have to pay retail if it's sitting in the warehouse you gotta buy it for the price on the tag not for what they paid for it you have to pay retail markup on every single jersey so for instance running back uh, vikings running back dalvin cook was considering switching from his 33 to number four however he re- he was quoted a price of about 1.5 million dollars to buy all of the 33 jerseys out there so that he could then start wearing number four and he decided i like four but i don't like it 1.5 million dollars worth <laughs> You know, generally, you know, somebody trades, you, you know, you, they, they get traded, they go to a different team and somebody's got the number that they want. You can usually get that number for a dinner, right? Case of beer. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, something, yep. a, a nice bottle of something, a very nice bottle of something. A right? watch. Right. Yep. Yeah. You got to right. negotiate yeah, with the player. Right. Exactly. But I have never heard of a million dollar dinner for a number. Oh, Oh, well, I was going to say, you haven't heard of a million dollar dinner. Well, it, didn't you, didn't you hear about Alan Iverson going, going out for wings? <laughs> <laughs> First of all, it wasn't a million dollars. Second of all, it was, but I didn't pay it. Third, I got points on my credit card when I paid it. Fourth, it was really good wings. <laughs> And they and they didn't have the unlimited wings at that point. Right. And I forgot my coupon because yeah. otherwise I would have gotten 20% off, which would have made this thing a much better deal. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh, <laughs> thanks, Alan. I don't know what the answer is, but it's not strippers in a Friday's. <laughs> So anyway, um, there you go. Um, if you if you're an NFL player and you want to change your jersey number, um, and to your point, the people who this hurts hurts the most are players in their fourth, really really popular players in their third and fourth year of their contract, because you're still on your rookie contract, which means. If you're any good, you are being way, way underpaid your market value. Yeah. Um, cause you're, you're, you know, you're probably, you're, you're, you should be making, you know, significant millions and you may not be making anywhere near that, but you're super popular. So that means there's a ton of jerseys out there. Now you started this with me. If, if I were to do this now, the good news is if I was an NFL player, um, Sorry. My guess is be a kicker, a, a kicker or a kicky. I'm not sure. One of them. Anyway. Yes. Um, uh, this is, this is the point where, where we're listening that 
Amy would turn to me and say, who are you making fun of? You played center <laughs> for your flag football team in college. <laughs> um, yeah, I, me, I would probably be able to switch numbers and fanatics would go, uh, that's fine. We, we, we don't have any printed. We don't plan on printing any. <laughs> so um, that's cool. You know what? I, we didn't even, you weren't even on the list. So feel free to change. So I just, I love the fact though, it's not just that they have to buy the jerseys. It's the fact that they have to pay retail, right? Like, like that that's was just a point like, that I, I missed that little detail. Yeah, I, yeah. I had heard about this story, but I missed that little detail. Yeah. It's oh. not just, we're going to make up for all of the expense that you've gone to. You're going to make your money. Now, a couple of things people have also pointed out. Number one, the player doesn't get to decide how many jerseys are pre-printed ahead of time. That's totally up to fanatics. So the player is responsible for business decisions made by fanatics. Number two, as is also pointed out, if a team cuts a player or trades a player, including a popular player, and there are there's if if the Vikings traded Cook to another team and there was one point five million dollars of Cook jerseys sitting in Fanatics warehouse, the team doesn't owe Fanatics a dime. Fanatics has to eat that. That's on them. So the teams aren't on the hook for any of it. And the player, because they're the ones with all the money in the NFL, not really, the player is on the hook for retail and the teams are not on the hook for a cent. Anyway, you know what? NFL owners could be the king. If the player got traded, they're on the hook for those jerseys? No, no, no. no. What no, I'm saying no, is... No, no, no. Okay, okay. The, player, the because, player's not on the hook, but the team that initiated the trade that stuck Fanatics with $1.5 million, that nope, yeah. nobody's on the hook for that. I don't right. know. What are you going to do? That's yeah. a business decision, right? So Yeah, yeah. you know, the, the result is uh, Kyle Orton jerseys on sale for 12 bucks at finish line. That's what that is. Is that a game-worn one? Yeah, hard to tell. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Actually, it was grass stains on its back. I was going to say, actually, behind that line, um, boy, I thought I, I I didn't know that their their uh, their jerseys were green only on the back. Um, <laughs> is is that your team we're making fun of or mine? <laughs> doesn't matter. It really doesn't. <laughs> it's. it's Sir, sir. I said Kyle Orton. I figured it was interchangeable. Oh, yeah, Kyle Orton. Same thing. Yeah, it's, it's, you know what? There's enough grass stains. You can't even really tell what the number or the team is. <laughs> Boy, take a look at his jersey. You think he from the back? It looks like he plays for the Packers. <laughs> Didn't it used to be orange? Yeah. Which team was he playing for? We don't remember. Yeah. And at this point, neither does he. <laughs> Sorry. That's that's really unfortunate. I shouldn't have gone there. That's mean. Um, so, uh, so what are you watching this week? Um, so I started, I started a new series on Netflix that Lucas recommended called lock and key. Yeah. Yeah. If, have you seen this? No, I think you, this popped I up? think you mentioned this a couple, I think I want to say that you mentioned this a couple of weeks ago that you were looking at it, but you hadn't started it yet. So I am, I'm about. Uh, two thirds of the way through season one. 
it's really interesting. I mean, it's if you like suspense, um, the the premise is this family moves into a house, and the kids there. It's the Locke family. It's where the lock comes from. The kids find all of these keys in this house that do magical things. Okay. All right. And there's some murder mystery. There's some uh, sibling rivalry. There's some, you know, adjusting to a new town or school, um, teen kinds of things. But um, Darby Stanchfield, uh, the redhead from the thing with Olivia Pope. What the hell was that called? Um, Scandal. The redhead from Scandal. Darby Stanchfield is the mom in it. I don't recognize any of the kids. Um, there's an uncle that looks familiar. I know he's been in stuff, but I can't place him. Um, and I haven't cared enough to go look him up. Anyway, um, I don't know. I give it a seven and a half or an eight. Worth your time if you like suspense kinds of things. I mean, it's no sparkly werewolves, but it's all right. When you said you? I give it a when you said I give it a seven or a seven and a half or an eight, I'm thinking just slap that on a card and we we can charge a hundred bucks. Uh, <laughs> see, we can we can do this. We can do this. <laughs> this is how hard could this possibly be? Uh, um let's see. Well, what are you watching? <laughs> we uh we watched uh we watched the uh the season finale of Rue. Uh, so of season, la, 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 spoiler alert. La, oh, no, sorry. No spoilers. Nope. This is a spoiler. Remember, I'm still two seasons behind. Yep. Yep. I, I was just going to mention we three that we, we watched it. It's, it's, it wrapped up. Um, and, uh, yeah. Anyway, so, so Rue, so RuPaul's Drag Race season 13 just wrapped up uh, on VH1 and coming up very soon is going to now be RuPaul's Dra- uh, uh, Drag Race All-Stars back for more cash, which I believe is going to be on Paramount+. Plus. So um, anyway, we got to take a little breather and uh, and then get ready for that one. Um, we, and- we were watching, we finished season 10 and we went to go watch season 11, which as we have discussed, you can't get anywhere yeah, without paying a buck 99 an episode. Huh? Guess it's back to all stars. So now we're watching all stars season three because it's free. Lord. Um, the other thing we, we'd watched this a couple of, I'd mentioned this a couple of weeks ago and we watched the end of it. And I don't think I sort of, I, I didn't close the circle on it. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, Superstore wrapped up the series, and uh, so they had their, their the season the series finale. And without uh, again, spoiler free, what I will say is, um, obviously, Superstore isn't at the level of Friends or Seinfeld or Mash or whatever. But uh, there are there are shows that you watch all the way through, you know, five, six, ten seasons, whatever. And then the last episode, you want you want something out of it, right? You you, you either you you want to know that the characters where they're going or they're going to be okay, or in the case of Lost, what the hell was that like? That's right. And and historically, 
uh, some have some have done amazingly well, right? Uh, uh, Mash the you know the 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 one of Mash was you know the, the biggest watched show. Uh, uh, the Bob Newhart, uh, sorry, Newhart delivers a gag at the end, uh, a single gag which makes it like which is just hilarious, right? Yep. Um, no, no spoilers there in case somebody didn't watch it twenty years ago. Didn't watch Newhart or the Bob Newhart show. Or the Bob Newhart show. Either one of them, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, both of them, because you need to watch both. Um, yeah. So, and then you've got ones that didn't deliver, right? Uh, again, the aforementioned Lost, mm, some people don't don't like. Um, Seinfeld was was sort of panned. All I will say is this: if if you if you if you are watching Superstore, you're going to go back and start watching Superstore. What I will say is. At the end of the last episode, Lisa and I both looked and went, that may be one of the best final episodes of a series I've ever seen. Again, it's not great television. It's not earth shattering. They're not going to win a Peabody for this thing, right? But for the time that you've invested in the show and in the characters, the way that they wrap it up, I literally looked at this and went, every showrunner needs to watch this episode you don't have to don't copy it because that won't make any sense but but this is the way that you this is the way that you wrap a show up for the fans to say here's a body of work so anyway i just wanted to comment that because i'd, I'd recommended it if, if you do watch it um it's well worth watching all the way to the end and the showrunner actually gave us a good last episode so anyway you know what i'm gonna grade that i'm gonna grade that last episode uh a nine plus i i don't know might have a bent corner i don't i gotta figure out if that's a thing or not here's your hundred bucks yeah (laughs) yeah we're gonna need to take the money up front by the way no (laughs) just cash cash homie up front um yeah so all all we gotta do is take the cards in Look at them, tell somebody, meh, and send them back. I think we have to have a report with a stamp on it. Not the card. Don't stamp the card. <laughs> please, please. Oh, oh. My, oh, that would be awesome. Just take out a Sharpie and write the grade right on the front of the card. <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> Is that before or after you stick it in the spokes of your bicycle? Well, you want to you want to make sure that it's you know what that's how we tell the the quality of the cardboard they used because it has that sound we're listening for. <laughs> okay, so we give it the bicycle test, yeah, and then we stamp it, yeah, <laughs> and then sign it, and then we have to sign it have to so sign that they know to certify that we. Yeah. I think this is a great plan. How can it go wrong? Can't lose. You know what? I'm going to start talking about, I'm going to start talking to VCs uh, tomorrow. I think we had to be able to at least get at least $10 million for series a round funding on this. I don't know what any of that means, but I read a lot of tech sites and apparently that's a thing. So I'll start working on it. So what'd you learn this week? When, okay. So Amy picks up her phone, shows it to me. And says NBC Sports is at it again. Another successful bit from talking to Todd. So she took a screenshot of it, sent it to you. 
And it was a story about the Chicago Bears. But the picture on it was Pittsburgh Steelers coach Mike Tomlin. Yes. Yes. And all three of us went, what the hell? <laughs> um, and part of the back of my brain went, is Mike Tomlin still the head coach of the Steelers? Because I, I don't watch a lot of Steelers football. Uh, there's so much turnover in the NFL. Um, I can I can confirm, A, yes, he is. And, and B, well, we all, we all know who the longest tenured coach currently in the NFL is, correct? Uh, it's the hoodie, right? It is. It is the hoodie. Yes. Okay. Do you know who's number two? I, I want to say Tomlin. See, I wanted to say Tomlin, but I'd have been wrong. <laughs> He's actually number three. Did you know that Sean Payton? Now, depending on how you count the suspension year. <laughs> That he had to serve, but technically he was hired in 2006 and Tomlin was hired in 2007. So Peyton two, Tomlin three. Can you name number four? Uh, so that this doesn't go on forever. Pete Carroll. It is Pete Carroll. Did you Google it? No. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Good work. But if. If you had put the four of those names in front of me, I'd have gone, okay, hoodie, that's easy. But I went, huh, boy, I don't know. Between the between the other three. So I guess the, the thing that I learned this week is, and after that, nobody's even close. <laughs> how, how, about, how about you? What did you learn this week? Let me ask you this. How long is a baseball game? In innings. Well, typically nine at the major yep. league level. Yes. Seven at the high school level, typically. All right. Or let's, well, if it's a major league baseball doubleheader, that's seven and seven. Which yes. is not what I'm drinking tonight. Actually, tonight's tonight's uh, broadcast brought to you by Yingling. So Ooh. the undisclosed location, or sorry, an undisclosed location. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. Uh, east of Indiana. There you go. Boom. So sorry. so yes, a a major league baseball game is nine innings, unless it is now a doubleheader in which they play two seven-inning games. This weekend, the Arizona Diamondbacks and the Atlanta Braves played a doubleheader, which per baseball rules is a seven-inning game followed by a seven-inning game. In the first game, the Atlanta Braves pitcher threw a complete game 
one hitter. So in the first game, Zach Gallen threw a complete game, one hitter, went all seven and got credit for a complete game and credit for a one hitter. Okay. In the second game, which by the way, I didn't know he was there, Madison Bumgardner of the Arizona Diamondbacks, that just rolls off the tongue. <laughs> yeah. Like, wait, what? Does he, Joe Buck know this? <laughs> he doesn't know a lot. He, Mad Bum. Still the best nickname ever. <laughs> so, okay. So game one, Gellin throws a complete game one hitter in seven innings. Yeah. In game two, Bumgartner throws a complete game shutout without giving up any hits. However, per baseball rules, he does not get credit for a no hitter. Because per baseball's rules, a no hitter must be at least nine innings. Even though baseball told them you can only you only need to play seven and he gets credit for a complete game. So he threw a complete game credit. Did he throw did he did they did the opposing team get any hits on him? No. Is it a no hitter? No. Why not? Because there's only seven innings. Oh, okay. So in the first game, when the guy only gave up one hit, does that count officially as a one hitter? Yes. Why? Because they only got one hit, and it was a complete game. Who's on first? Seriously. like, <laughs> Did Joe West make up these rules? Because he just, makes up the rest of them as he goes yeah, along. Yeah, yeah. Just a bit outside. Strike. It hit him. No, that was a ball. That was, that was on the outside. It, it hit him. <laughs> anyway, so... What I learned was Major League Baseball has no idea (laughs) at all (laughs) of what they are doing, nor do I even know what a complete game in baseball is. But that's okay because neither does baseball. is Happy Boy by Kevin McLeod. It's available on Incompetech.com under a Creative Commons attribution license. You can find us on Overcast or Apple Podcast or Spotify, even Podbean. Uh, just subscribe, search for Talkin' and the number two. If you don't like the podcast player you're listening to, uh, apparently, um, oh, you can follow us. Thank you on, on Apple Podcasts. You can subscribe Everywhere else. Um, sorry, I'm glad we cleared that up. Clean that, that up. Got, that would have gotten confusing had you never cleaned that up. <laughs> uh, you can check out our page on Facebook. You can uh, also check out our award-winning merch on Zazzle. It's fantastic. I got, I got, an, e- <laughs> I got an email today from Zazzle. 
celebrating the one year anniversary of our first sale. You know what? That comes that keeps coming around sooner and sooner every year, uh, doesn't it? I mean, it also what it also tells you is uh, when was the first time you bought some stuff from talking to Todd? <laughs> that would be a year ago today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Um, uh, you can, if, if I don't think we've said we've referenced also CPA, but we have not given out the phone number yet. So you can leave us a voicemail five, one, five, also CPA. That's five, one, five, two, five, seven, six, two, seven, two. Stop by, see us at the Tuba city home office. Please don't do that. And the website is talking to Todd.com. Thanks to our listeners. We're glad you're here. Please send your feedback to feedback at talkingtotodd.com, even though nobody does that. Todd? So if you're interested in getting a Kyle Orton jersey, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking on eBay, and I have some concerns. So good news. Um, if you want a vintage, authentic Reebok Kyle Orton number 18 Chicago Bears jersey men's size S Purdue. <laughs> I don't even know. Fine. Um, you can get one that's pre-owned for $19.99, and they're going to want five dollars and eighty-five cents for shipping. So all you're all in at about twenty-five bucks. If you if you want to go with a Kyle Orton Denver Broncos jersey, short sleeve NFL Reebok XL blue NFL equipment. It's on sale right now for $29.59 or best offer plus $7.90 for shipping. So now you're, you're, you're getting close to $40. There's a, there's a few others in the, in the teens, but there's, some, I have some, there's a few people who I, I don't think they understand what they have. You had a question before I get to the ones that I have concerns about. Sorry. I'm stuck on vintage. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what <laughs> I mean it's not Sid Lockman <laughs> it's not Dick Butkus it's not even John Elway what I'm assuming when they say vintage what they mean is I've worn it and I haven't washed it oh <laughs> <laughs> Stands in the corner by itself. Does this just does the description say stands in the corner by itself? No, but now that you mention it, it is standing, and I'm not sure on what. Um, here's here's the two concerns I have. However, um, okay, so there's there's fifteen seventy seven, seventeen ninety nine, twenty nine dollars, twenty four ninety eight. You get the picture. However, these two jump out. <clears throat> This one is a Chicago Bears Kyle Horton orange alternate NFL mesh jersey for the low, low price of $105 plus $12 for shipping. And, and my thought is, who who is paying $105 for a Kyle Horton Bears jersey now? Kyle's mom. I'm not sure because there you can get cheaper jerseys here, right? Like, but and I <laughs> you thought, you know what? We'll post it 
And if somebody's crazy enough to come along and spend 105 bucks, sure, we'll take their money. But that's only crazy jersey runner up. <laughs> because the capper is Denver Broncos Kyle Orton Reebok jersey size 48 brand new $149 plus $9.50 shipping autographed nope nope i'm i'm for, assuming for, surely surely this is mounted and framed right so suitable for man cave hanging um the tag has a crease in it, so I'm going to have to grade it down for that. No, it's it's no, it's not framed. I mean, could you frame it? Sure, you can frame almost anything if you try hard enough. Sure, just um, ask OJ. <laughs> oh, we've lost him, folks. <laughs> that may have to go in the outtakes. Um, that may be the title. Sure, just ask OJ. Ooh. Oh, oh, oh. So, so what I'm just imagining is somebody quite a few years ago bought a brand new Denver Broncos jersey with Kyle Orton on it and left it in the bag saying one of these days, this thing's going to be worth a fortune. (laughs) And in 2021 is now saying, well... You know what? 149 seems fair to me. And it's I was time. Saying, <laughs> it's time to cash in. And I'm guessing at this point, even Kyle Orton wouldn't pay $149 for a brand new Kyle Orton Broncos jersey. Well, you know, if, if you find other Kyle Orton paraphernalia, collectors, God knows what. Anyway, send them our way. We'd be happy to share. And on that note, we've been talking to Todd. There's another seller that has brand new Kyle Orton orange football premier jersey Denver Broncos. They're only $63.93. They're brand new. They have two of them, but they have to ship them from Germany. Why? (laughs) Somebody told me this would be a good investment. Someone told me this would be a good investment. Klaus, Klaus, wrong football jersey. Klaus. (laughs) You know, you know where they're keeping that jersey? Gleik um die Ecke. (laughs) 